Blog Talk Radio. Art Fair Radio. This is Connie Mettler of ArtFairInsiders.com, a social networking site for artists, and I'm publisher of ArtFairCalendar.com, the place to find the nation's best art fairs. Today's sponsor, sponsor, excuse me, sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash artfairs, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com, artfairs. Well, folks, today, one of the things, you know, we do here, we love, we all love artfairs. And later in the show, I'm going, I am going to be taking your calls. So in case you want to write this down, you can call in later, um, 805-243-1338. One of the things we all love about art fairs is that each one has a different personality, and they are not cookie-cutter events. Today's show brings us two art fair directors who have their own set of special challenges. Number one, they face marketing their events during high season because they're both in resort communities and they strive to make their shows a highlight of the tourism season to get those tourists to their shows and not to the beach. And number two, they have host events and they work to bring in an audience where the focus is solely on the art fair without big name entertainers, wine tasting, road races, zumbathons, stilt walkers, face painters, and other kinds of competitions. So these are two things that are really tricky, and we're going to find out how they do it. My guests are Sharon McAllister. Hello, Sharon. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. Sharon is Executive Director of ArtFest Fort Myers, Southwest Florida's premier art festival and largest weekend event. Does that mean largest weekend event ever in Fort Myers during the year, Sharon? Uh, yes, it's actually the largest weekend event anywhere in Southwest Florida all year. Whoa, okay. Sharon is the founding director of ArtFest Fort Myers and looks forward to celebrating the Art Festival's 15th anniversary in 2015. ArtFest Fort Myers has won numerous awards from the prestigious International Festival and Events Association, many of them for marketing and promotion, and Sharon's going to be talking about marketing today. And my other guest is Sarah Schaumburger. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Connie. Thank you for you inviting doing? me on your show. Oh, you're welcome. Um, Sarah Schaumburger is um, Director of Art Fairs for the Krasel Art Center in St. Joseph, Michigan. She has just concluded her 19th year with the Krasel Art Fair on the Bluff. And here's what she says. I love my job and working with artists. It is my passion. I want to hear feedback from artists about our art fair and implement changes when we are able. And I view artists as the experts of art fairs, and that is where I learn how to run my art fairs. And my, one of my main goals is to make our show the artist's favorite. Very good goal, Sarah. I'm applauding. I'm applauding. Good job. Okay, so... Um, Oh, uh, now I have lost my script. Anyway, folks, let's see what happens next when I lose my script. So let's just do the questions because we have a lot to talk about here. Um, if, there's an, if there's an art festival and artists, we want artists to participate, they have to make money. So the part two is marketing to find the people to come to the show. So let's talk about how art festivals market to attract buyers. Uh, Linda, start with you, Sharon. Who, what was the demographic that attends your show? Is it tourists or is it local community? Um, it's both, um, you know, because we're in Fort Myers, Florida, which is in southwest Florida, so we're very popular in February. And um, about 70% of our attendees are year-round residents, and the other 30% are either seasonal or, or visitors. 
How do you um, differ? There are so many shows in your part of the country, maybe more than any place. Would you agree? I would absolutely agree. There are uh, oh. we would probably have more concentration here than the rest of Florida. Okay, so how do you differentiate yourself? Uh, we do that. You know, we've been doing that for years, and if it's a cumulative effect of image, um, social media working, um, our reputation with the news, how much they cover us. Um, certainly, the residents here know the around residents know the difference. Um, our show and many, many of the others. Um, and the tourists, you know, that kind of depends on the weekend, and, and so we market to them separately. And um, we just keep getting that word out, and, and it's all about the jury. It's all about the artists who are actually here. And okay. people know that. And people know that. So, people Sarah, know that. Sarah, who, who attends your show? Is it tourists or locals? Both. <laughs> because okay. we have... Um, a year-round um, medium of around 30,000, and we have a lot of summer homes. We are, um, as Sharon show, we're a resort community. So we have a lot of tourists coming in. We also have, um, in Berrien County and, and the counties going up the lake, um, many people with second homes uh, from Chicago, um, Wisconsin, Indiana particularly. And so... Our demographics are are really, I think, probably about equal. I know I live um, a couple hours from your show, and I even people from my area make the the drive over to St. Joe for the Craswell Art Fair. So I know it's it's one of Michigan's favorite shows. So there, good. So okay, let's talk about marketing budgets because all of this takes takes money to do the marketing to get these tourists and local people to buy in with our event. Do you, do you have a marketing budget, Sharon? Oh, we do. We have a significant budget. Um, it's our our second largest line item is our marketing budget. And what is it's the most a, expensive it's a serious thing? thing for them? What's, you know, what's I read that question, and, and yeah. it, it depends on how you define expensive. We have we have such tremendous media partners here that, um, you know, the question is actual cash, written check, or the value of our of our media partners because we have over a hundred spots on our CBS affiliate in about ten days. Um, we have thousands of inches of newsprint in about the same amount of time, so we don't pay for either one of those because we have such great media partners. But it makes it, you had that question later, is about any kind of advertising is extremely valuable right. to us. So TV and, and newsprint are our two biggest categories. Um, but then creative is right after that, you know, the production of those those ads and spots. Oh, the pre, right. So the creative, right. The I, creative. I, see, you're, I know you're answering one of my later questions because I worked on a big festival for a while, and he used to brag that he didn't spend any money on um, advertising. And he got it all in kind. So what's we're talking about here? Media partners, right? Right. Right. I mean, and it's, and yes. That's big, you know, it, it's people sometimes think of those as not, not uh, as important, but um, they are every bit as important as those big cash, those big cash sponsors, because you know, a hundred hundred spots on CBS in in about ten days is a really big deal. So. Right. So um, your um, so your partners, well, you have to, that's, you said earlier, it's something about getting the creative for the in-kind advertising. That's an expense. Well, you still, you still have to make the spot. You know, somebody has to produce the TV spot. Somebody has to design all the ads that run in the newspaper. Um, someone has to maintain our website. You know, so we pay our graphic artists. We pay our TV producers. We, we pay our webmasters. I mean, that's the, and we pay the person who does our social media work. So that's not free. I mean that that's, that's all. Right. Okay. That's all pricey that's, work. That's that's another angle I hadn't even thought about. He may have been getting all his stuff free, but he he had to have something to give them, didn't he? And had to spend money for that. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, for that staffing. Um, do you um, advertise outside of your region? Is that we do? Yes, yeah. Sharon. Sharon. I mean, I'm not Sharon. Sarah, but go ahead, Sarah. Yes. No, Sharon. Sharon. Sharon I'm still on you, Sharon. Advertise heavily. We have uh, advertised heavily outside of, of Fort Myers. Um, we advertise okay. all over the state of Florida. 
Okay. Do you think um, uh, one of the advantages that you have is your show date at a at a good time before a lot of shows set in in your region? Oh yeah, our show date's extremely um, extremely selective. Um, we, in the very beginning, we were the week after Coconut Grove, um, bad position. So we were able to move the date um, locally. We, there were some other conflicting events that we got changed, and so that we were the first weekend in February, which um, put us in a great a great position in artist routing. Okay, right. That does make sense. Okay. So how about you, Sarah? Do you have a marketing budget? We do. We do. Um, what what? One thing that differentiates us from from some shows there 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 are shows out there that um, are run by nonprofits and we're one of those. Um, the Creswell Arts Center is a 501c3 uh, nonprofit museum, so um, all of our the art fair is our biggest fundraiser. So uh, being a nonprofit, I I, I get a great budget for advertising um, and but we as as Sharon said we could not do what we do without our in-kind sponsorships um, for example we have um, um, we don't pay for someone to design our work it's done we have a in-kind sponsorship with ARS and they do all of our design work and then we have a printing company, and they do all of our printing. So we're able to produce, for example, um, a beautiful full-color um, guidebook. We call it the Art Fair Guidebook, and it has it's 52 pages, and it has a color image of each artist's work, um, lists them by category, etc., and um, we have thousands of those printed. We have thousands of postcards printed. So we're able to do um, even more in our marketing uh, if we, than if we didn't have those sponsors. Okay, right. So that makes a lot of uh, And how about you? How widespread is your advertising? Well, it's, it's, we have been concentrating on different areas. Um, we concentrated on Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is um, about 80 miles from here. Uh, we're trying to get uh, the people from Grand Rapids to think going south of Michigan instead of always, quote, up north uh, <laughs> to Traverse City area. Um, so we have targeted Grand Rapids. We have targeted Indianapolis, Indiana, South Bend, um, and we always target sh- the Chicago area. Um, as well as all of Michigan, we have um, there's a beautiful publication called called Blue. It's a magazine, and we put a half a ad in that magazine, and it is just a gorgeous magazine, and it goes everywhere in the state of Michigan, like in hotels and or uh, yes. visitor centers or yes, everywhere like, mm-hmm. that is distributed, and so we feel fortunate that. Um, we're very selective on how we do spend our money, um, and that that is an example. Another example is a more of a regional a magazine called Shore that we advertise in, and then they do something um, which I think is really cool. Um, they they couldn't sponsor us; we do have to pay for the ad. However, um, I they do something each year called um, the Shore Magazine Best Booth Award. Mm-hmm. And they give the they have one of their staff members uh, choose what whose booth they think looks the best. And they give them a ribbon and a hundred dollars and a little plaque. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a bonus. So that keeps that that brings those press people in, into your show also. It does. And then we could send them images and they can put it in their on their online um, calendar, so it's a it's a good partnership. Right. Okay. That was a booth um, award you said, Sarah. Yes, best booth award. Cool. It it is it is cool, and it gives them a you know it keeps 
as 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 you know, Sharon, um, with our sponsorships, with our partners, it's it's all about building and maintaining relationships, and um, that is one one way that we maintain our relationship with Shore Magazine, and they give us a a, a, um, a lot of coverage for what we pay them. Okay. Okay. So there is this there is continuing quest for marketing in public relations. Sharon, do you do you take the people from the Naples Post out to dinner, or is there, or is there a Naples uh, Post? <laughs> the Naples Daily News. Uh, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because it, uh, they uh, they don't respond well to that. But but the same with our local paper, with the news press. Um, but we do stay in touch with them all year, and we do send them um, candy and whatever with their with with uh, some of their press releases and tickets and things like that. Mostly tickets to come to our VIP event because uh, nobody does annual press releases anymore. But uh, mm-hmm. We do keep a relationship all year long, and it's a, it's a really full time thing keeping press relationships up because they keep changing right. too. You know, the people keep changing. Well, yes, right, people. Yes. So um, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of it uh, seems like the St. Joe, uh, Michigan area would have a a lot of tourists coming in, and so that that population of um, St. Joe must really swell on that weekend, right, Sarah? They do. It's it. We um, are the largest event. Um, on this side of the state, and we have thousands of people. And the local people, um, they plan their family reunions, their class reunions. Um, so many local people look forward to the art fair, um, and then people plan their vacations around the art fair. So that weekend um, is just. Um, Full of life, as far as the, the uh, streets are crowded, uh, the restaurants and shops are crowded. Uh, one of our premier sponsors, um, Shoes Restaurant, which has an outdoor seating cafe looking right over Lake Michigan. We have indoor and outdoor seating, and the owner told me this year that in in their 23-year history, they had the best day ever on Saturday of the art yeah. fair. <laughs> That's because we great. bring in the kind of people who appreciate having having good food, wine with their meal, et cetera. So um, for the most part, um, people love us, and we're, we're very fortunate because the city of St. Joe itself is a sponsor, and they are very good to us and very supportive. So you said your year-round population is about 30,000, right? Yes, and, we're, and how we're, many artists do you have in your show? About 250? 216. We have 216. 216. Okay. Um, Sharon, so I know that uh, this tourism is a really big thing, particularly on that weekend. Does, does that happen in Fort Myers also, or is just everybody already in Florida anyway? Uh, we have a number, you know, people who plan, like Sarah said, it's, it's interesting over time how many people tell us that they plan uh, trips or family things or call us about dates, you know, around it. But there are so many people in Florida anyway. I mean, it's, and, and we, we thank all of you up north. And the colder and the winter <laughs> weather is, the better our business is. Um, last year was record-breaking tourism because you guys I'm not cold, surprised but, to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Actually, tourism was up almost 20% in February. It was amazing. Um, really? But wow. Yeah, over, over, I mean, not, not just us. I mean, the whole, the whole, yeah. the whole, yeah, South right. West Florida was up about 20%. Yeah, it was amazing. Every time, every time you guys got colder, we got busier. So um, <laughs> they're, they're flooding in here. But, you know, they come, uh, the expression that our, our Visitor and Convention Bureau uses is they come for the beaches and they stay for the art. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. people come for our beaches, but they stay for lots of other reasons. They come for spring training, but they stay for other things. And so we bring a real enhancement to their experience while they're here. Um, and Sarah was talking about those seasonal types or the, or the people who own second homes. You know, sometimes I hear artists say it or someone say about, oh, well, they're tourists or they're they're not they're, they're seasonal. Actually, they are great buyers. They own more than two houses. You know, I mean. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or more than one, they own, and many of them own more than two. So they have more walls. They make great buyers. Um, they're from <laughs> all over the country. So it's it's we we love having them. 
as well as our local well, folks. But. Yes. My my kids live on the West Coast, and they're always trying to lure me to go to Hawaii with them. And frankly, Hawaii is lovely, but I love Florida. I mean, it's it's not <laughs> to be beat. You know, it's it is because not only are the beaches wonderful, but there are cultural things going on, and right. there are there's such a um, uh, the environment, all the demographics, all the ecology. You can go to, the, you can be in Fort Myers, and then you can be kayaking the Everglades. I mean, it's it's such a rich, right. wonderful environment. I'm very fond of of Florida. Yes, well, I guess you got that. Okay, so. So today, when I was uh, preparing for this, um, I was um, looking at people's website and uh, sites, and I actually even got a comment on my website because people were checking out you what was going going to go on today, and someone said, "I've not spent much time looking into Crasel since we're most likely never going to be in Michigan again during the summer." He lives in Wyoming. But when I see on ArtFest Fort Myers' websites is interesting, informative, and I'd like to thank them for thinking such interesting tips offered there. It really shows that they're thinking about having a successful show with successful artists and satisfied patrons. Isn't that that's great? Now, so so that's I want that's to talk to great. you a few minutes. Yes, it is. It is absolutely great. And I've got, you know, every show has its specialties. And you you guys, you both are. These are, are exemplary shows, smaller shows in the sense that you don't you don't have big headliners and people driving and fall over and, and all, all that stuff going. But you have, they are, these are art fairs. These are the kinds of events that artists do not complain about, that the New York Times guy is making more money than they are or that the kettle corn guy is. Your shows are not those shows. So... So I'm looking at your website. Tell me something about it. It is just chock full of good information. What's the impetus there? What's going on? Our 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 artist tip section. The whole thing. That, the whole thing. Section. I mean, um, you know, we we did a redesign of our website two years ago, and we have an extremely wonderful web webmaster who thinks about what the what the viewer is going to look like on that look at on that site and what they're going to want. And and that was really the driving force of that, making it really simple, clean, easy to read. And the other driving force, though, on, on our artist section of the site, uh, well, two parts. The artist information section is really trying to work with them on tips to make them successful because, or help them be more successful because we really are dedicated to that. And then the other portion of having a good online gallery with good connections um, so that artists can can drive more business after after the show, and, and we get reports all the time about artists who get sales because of the uh, because of our online gallery connection. So, um, okay, so I, it it is it is very complete, and you do do a lot of so, you do a lot of social media, don't you? You pay attention. Your your Facebook page is interactive, and um, you have, but your website is. Attractive. Not only you, you've done all those good things for artists, but what I'm really, I artists pretty much are listening in lots of places. But we want to bring people in who are going to buy art, and the, what you have put together for the patrons. So tell me about your preview party. What is what is that? Uh, your VIP Friday, Friday night. VIP party, Friday night. So we open a section of the show on Friday night. We open about 70 artists out of the 215 that are there on the weekend. It's the center portion of the show. That part's free. Anybody can come to that. But that's also the night we have our big VIP party, and um, that's to thank our sponsors and people who buy VIP tickets. All tend to be good art buyers. Um, it has grown to be immensely successful. It is last year a 50 by 100 foot tent, so it's 5,000 feet bigger than houses, mm-hmm. um, and about 800 people. Um, and it's, it's just a great event. It kicks off, it kicks off the weekend. Um, and this year, the tent's probably going to get bigger, and we need more food and wine and all that. So um, it's our party, too. All of our committee members come, and it, it's our party to celebrate that the art festival has started. Okay. Do you have a patron purchase program? We do. Um, we call it. This um, is for Sarah. Okay, I was asking Sharon because I was. I know you do, Sarah, and that's Sharon. Do you oh, have I'm a patron sorry, purchase program? So we we actually we don't have one, and we get asked okay. every year by numerous artists about why okay. we don't All have right. one. Okay. And and uh, my reason is because the I know there's shows as successful patron programs, but 
the pre-purchase tickets, pre-purchase art you're talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, the reason we don't is because to start that up, to gear that up, to collect that money and put it out is a huge amount of labor. Well, that's we that's, that what, that, that's what I tell artists. They the think they think it's promotion. yeah. They think there's nothing to it. You know, but there's a lot of tracking. So that that's okay. You don't have to be defensive about it. So Sarah, yeah. how oh, about I'm you? Not. You I have, have to understand. Yeah, yeah. That you don't have the, the manpower. You need well, to dedicate someone the manpower. To do that. My my thing is that is to do the math. You know, the artists the report to us on our surveys is that they sell about on average about fifty five hundred dollars a piece. They're on average, right? It varies a lot. There's 215 sure. of them. That is slightly over a million dollars. So my thing is, okay, if I pre-sell $50,000 or $100,000 worth of, of pre-sell work, mm-hmm. kind of like, well, out of a, over a million? I mean, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let us put the work into making that million a bigger number and not making the 50000 a bigger number, you know? So that, that's why gotcha. we don't. and. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes that makes sense too. Um, so, Sarah, you do do a you do have some kind of a patron program, don't you? We do. It's called Crassle Bucks. And tell me about um, Crassle Bucks. It's 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 pretty simple. Um, because we like Sharon, you know, uh, we are to. Excuse me, I'm the only paid staff member um, that works full time on the art fair. And so mm-hmm. I depend on coordinators to, to carry out our programs. Um, and these are um, people can purchase Crazzle Bucks at any time during the year. And we do, they, uh, they have to make a minimum purchase of 100 And then uh, we ask for a $25 donation to the Art Center. And mm-hmm. they get, um, then the, the gift certificates are used just like you would use a gift certificate at a store. And they buy art, um, and then for for committing to purchase the Crasle Bucks be, prior to the art fair, then um, they get valuable rewards. They get reserved parking, which is up close and personal parking to the art fair. Um, they get um, a wonderful breakfast at the restaurant I just mentioned, who said they had their best uh, Saturday this year. They get to go to our artist hospitality, which is in uh, the Boulevard Inn Hotel, and um, get served wonderful food. And then they get a free poster and a goodie bag. Mm-hmm. So nice, nice little package that you put together nice to make them be special. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. And yes, I've got to take a little a break here. I'm speaking with uh, Sharon McAllister from Art Fest Fort Myers in Florida, and Sarah Schomburger from the. Crasle Art Fair on the Bluff in St. Joe, Michigan. This Art Fair Success Radio program is happy to be sponsored today by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including wherever you're listening to us right now. If you sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com slash Art Fairs, you can get one free audiobook and one month trial of free of the service. Here are a couple of books that I was looking at Audible today and I thought might be especially interest to my audience because I think a lot of you are artists and the always a thing one of the things that I'm always concerned about is making money. So one of the ones that I thought was really cool, what which might be fun, it's an old classic, is how to sell your way through life. Highly proven to help make you millionaires from Napoleon Hill. It's 11 hours of downloads, and I can imagine you driving like from um, Chicago to Fort Myers this, this February and listening to that, right? And here's my very favorite book that I think everybody, especially self-employed, should read is Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin and Joe Dominguez where you can get some things straightened up. Maybe you're not going to be a millionaire, but maybe you are, and it tells you where you, what you do. Is it going to be your money or is this going to be your life? And that's kind of what we're all doing here, those of us in this business. It's not about all about the money. is it? It's about following passion. So I highly recommend your money or your life, and you can download these at audible.com, and you get a free trial because you are 
clicking on the art fairs link. Okay, let's see. That takes care of my commercials. Man, that is a much that's too much for me. Okay. Last year about this time I did a survey of art fair patrons across the country and I wanted to know one of the questions was if you don't go to as many art fairs as you used to, why don't you? And of course we all can guess, right? The people who have a lot of money and really want enjoy spending it coming to art fairs, sometimes they don't want to be inconvenienced, right? So I need to know um, this is kind of off the top marketing topic, but it is truly um, part of this business. What do you do, uh, Sharon, to make it easy for patrons to attend? Do you do anything specific for parking, VIP, valet, anything? We have we have a, actually a massive parking plan. Um, we have all of our downtown parking, of course, is open in our garages and all, but it's not enough for us. So we have uh, many, many remote lots. We have uh, eight to ten trolleys that run to those lots. Um, we will start a valet service this year. We didn't have it last year. And then, our, um, of course, our VIP parking is what, like Sarah said, is up, up close and personal. It's right, it's right there, and all of our VIPs and sponsors and those folks have that parking, which is is, is uh it's enough for them. It starts to be full about 9.30, but it is enough. The turnover stays all day. So um, parking is a really big deal for us, and we, we have a whole committee devoted to making sure parking works well. And I think the other thing along that line is that, the, that we ask our artists, stay out of the attendees' parking. You know, go park yes. in the artist lots. <laughs> Don't park Are the artist lots the accessible? Cuts up. Are they what? Are, are the artist lots pretty accessible? They're um, about four blocks away, but they have dedicated trolleys. So they can uh-huh, go in okay. and out, and they just stop at both both ends of the show. Uh-huh. We used to have on-site so, parking, and then downtown got too big. Right. So has your show um, grown in attendance in the uh, 15 years that you've been working on it? Oh, yeah. We were the first year that, that we took it over from the city and made it into Art Fest where Myers changed its name. There were about 12,000 attendees. Uh, 175 artists, and last year there were about 85,000 attendees and 215 artists. So yeah, we we okay. Have been like. do, you, do, do you charge to get into your show, Sharon? No, it's free, and um, we do charge for parking in some lots. We have paid lots and free lots, but um, no, the event's free, and that will probably continue. Who knows to say forever, but it's part of our mission to bring a great event to all members of our community. So it's kind of difficult to charge and keep your mission. How about you, Sarah? How, do you have um, what do you do to make it easy for patrons to attend? Well, we have um, two lots that are less than a mile from downtown St. Joe, um, where people can catch a shuttle that runs continuously. And then we do have, um, we're a small community, so there's not, it's not uh, where there's a lot of parking lots, but there is quite a bit of parking uh, downtown. Um, and then we also do another amenity for um, patrons. If, they're, if they purchase something large, um, our system uh, notif- notifies us, and we have someone that will pick it up and we have a um, a separate section, a holding section for people's art. And then uh, when they're ready to leave, they just um, come to the art center, drive through our parking lot, um, have the art loaded into their car, and off they go. Yeah, that's very smart. That's, that's very smart. Okay. So if I buy that big sculpture that's looking beautiful with Lake Michigan behind it, I can uh, get someone to carry it to the art center yeah, and you don't and, have to and then drive. Yes, that's okay. That's that's. I I know I've been to Sarah's show and it's it's a long walk from one end to the other. How about yours, Sharon? Is it is it a is it um, a straight line or is it um, round blo- blocks? It's a, uh, it's a straight line with it with a T in the center, but but it's you know it becomes pretty much one way trip. People tend to get in a walking pattern, so. Um, they go around the loop and come back, but it's it's uh it's a good five or six block five block, five to six blocks long. Um, uh huh. So if you're it, it takes you a while. 
And I'm I'm sure that it's handicapped accessible, right? You've got has Florida got the same rules we got in Michigan that everybody's got to be able to go everywhere? I I think that's the feds. That's the uh, federal <laughs> government. Yeah, there's 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 yes. no uh there's no rules oh. around no ways around the ADA law. So, okay, yes, so so it has all, all been retrofitted, yes. Okay, so that people in there, yep. any kind of vehicle can get to and from the show as well. I, I, I really think, you know, that's part of the, the whole marketing thing is that people who are interested and intrigued, a lot of them don't want to put up with um, inconveniences. I have been to St. Joe and taken her shuttle, that shuttle. It's very well marked getting to it, and it is quite convenient. I've been other places where the shuttles were so out of the way that you just didn't want to do it. So um, I think that's, that's part of it, is making it so attractive and so comfortable and so convenient that you can, you can make that happen. So um, I'm, each of you, um, your shows are quite different in um, what what you're doing at the shows. I mean, and I know every every show has its special things that they do really well. Uh, Sharon, I'm thinking, of, can you tell me some of the things that you do with your marketing that you think is unique to your show? Oh, I think one of, one of the interesting things we do, we started a couple of years ago, um, is it, because we are we we do want to make sure that our visitors come, and so we also have a in-room magazine like Sarah was talking about. Ours is called Travel Host, um, with a big insert in it, plus a lot of overprints that are distributed all, all over the state. But um, two years ago, we added hotel keys to go with it, and so when you check into numerous hotels in this area, that card you get that operates your hotel room door, it's branded for Art Fest on the front side, and it's only used that Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and Sunday for people checking into hotel um, to encourage them to come to the art festival. Um, and, of course, it is in our host hotel, which about 100 of our artists stay in. So mm-hmm. Yes, they get I, I saw too. People, people were excited about that last year. So um, how do you do a deal like that? Do you, how do you get a hotel to do something like that with you? You work through the, You have to work through the company that produces hotel key cards. Um, it depends on which kind of key card system they use and whether or not their their flag, um, you know, Hampton, Holiday Inn, whoever, um, will allow a branded key. It's it's quite it's quite uh, I don't call it regulated, but it's quite set up. And so if if a show works with a company, the company is PLI. If you work with them, they they just deal with it all and they set up what hotels in your area can do it and what it's going to cost you per card and. Then you just buy as many as you want, and they ship them. They tell the hotel. It's it's all handled by them. Um, oh, it, it's pretty cute, pretty cool. Actually, I saw yes. it because I was at IFEA when I was in um, whatever city that was in. When I went to IFEA two years ago, when we checked into the hotel, our key card was from IFEA, and I thought, uh-huh. well, isn't that so cool? I think I'm going to do this. It was at a Marriott somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep, we all steal the best ideas from other places. It's, that's, that's that right. is a great idea. And put that, yeah, yeah. you know, the people, are, it's in their hand, right? They're, they're from out of town. They're staying in the hotel. They right. surely need to, yeah, they surely need to come to the show. I really like that idea. Okay, Sarah, uh, Sarah you did something that I came. someone told me about recently that at, at St. Joe that I thought was really fun. Tell me about pets in the art fair. Well, we, we are very adamant about um, we have signs and it's in all of our publicity material um, that uh, please do not bring your pets. And we have um, little cards that we give to someone if we see them with a pet. And um, But we also give them a solution because many people bring their pets no matter what um, or they didn't see it in the information. And so um, we have a local kennel called motherly love um, and they have they bring in um, their portable kennels and so we can give people an alternative um, they don't have to go they don't have to leave or take their dog and put them in the car and uh, it's it, they just make a donation and part of it goes to the uh, humane society and we get the other part so it's it's something that is there we don't, you know, we'd rather that people didn't bring their pets, but if they right. do, then they have a, a very safe and viable 
alternative. I, I have been at shows where people will stand there and argue and say, this is how a dog gets socialized. You have to take them out in public. And they just don't seem to get it, right? So, And certainly uh, you, can't leave, you can't leave their pets in the cars any, in, in Michigan in the summertime either. So I, just, I thought that was a, a – I don't know any other show that does that. Do you, Sharon? Have you run into that one? No, I think so. Is that it? How are you? Because you're a free show too, right? Yes, Crasel. Yes. So is. is it a city? Is it a city ordinance or? Yes, it is. It it is a city ordinance during the art fair, um, in our jurisdiction, and um, wow, and that's on our little card that we hand out to people. So you know, it's not we don't want to be um, nasty about it, but. We oh, just believe yeah. that animals and art and large crowds and small children just are not a good Don't mix. mix. They're not a good mix. Oh, yeah. You know, there, yeah. there are people great... who are terrified of dogs. And uh, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me was the year that um, someone walked through with a python around their neck. Oh, God. And being... being um, absolutely phobic about snakes it was like okay we have to change it from dogs to pets <laughs> oh right wow i never thought about python i would be t- i i'm i'm definitely afraid of them too, so. <laughs> yes i'm thinking this sounds like okay. a really good ordinance because it, it's also the leashes you know because people let their dogs out too far on the leash and we, we have numerous trip and falls because of the leashes because yeah. someone turns around in a large crowd and trips on the leash so. And we, of course, make the exception of, of a dog who is needed for, um, you know, for uh, right. sighted people right, and cause they're not other, other, other needs. And if someone has, you know, one of those tiny dogs that's like in a, Carrier. almost like in a papoose thing on their chest, oh, we don't worry too much about mm-hmm. that. But, you know, um, we, we do it really, and, and people don't always understand it, but we want people to feel comfortable. And right. I know that when, when I'm, I'm always a little surprised when I go to some shows where there's just dogs everywhere and, and hear them, you know, nearly getting into fights with each other. And so it's just, some, mm-hmm. just that, something that we've worked on over the years and this sort of culminated in, well, let's provide um, a space for people whose dogs can be comfortable and, and they know they're safe. And here's another thing for artists, shows that want to be artist-friendly. Artists are not happy to have dogs at shows. No, absolutely They're, not. They, can, they are you know. not because people get, will walk into a booth with a, with a dog and everybody turns and pets the dog, you know, and, and distracts from what they were there for. And they, you know, generally artists will say, I never sold anybody who was walking their dog to anybody. So it's, they're really, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a, it's a good thing, it's, and it's a very, it's a very, really great idea. Okay, do you guys have any any other things that you think are specific to your show that I don't know about that I that you want to share with our audience? I got a lot of more questions. Anything I missed on that one? Okay, well, I think another thing is is, is always thinking mm-hmm. about the other the other the other things that are important to a community. Like like here, I'm sure in, in Craslow as well. There's a lot of effort on to healthy lifestyle and alternative transportation, and those kinds of things. And so we participate with that. We have a bike valet lot. You know, we we encourage people to ride and not that tons of people do but it keeps us in keeping with the rest of what's important to our community and 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 it makes us good good community members and so for attracting so then we get a good reputation and that's that's all part of what differentiates us from those other people <laughs> those other people right okay <laughs> right and that's what okay so go on Sarah. Well, that's just something this year, Sharon, that we we talked about is having more bike racks, um, mm-hmm. because I saw families, you know, a lot of people buying, and if they need to get, you know, make a bigger purchase, they can always go home and bring their vehicle back. So that's something that we've we're sensitive to as well. And what? Right. Okay, it's 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 a great idea. Okay, so now. I'd like to know, um, I know that this is, um, 
uh, a pet pet project, I think for both of you, but artists, how can artists help shows bring in buyers? Let's start with you, Sharon. Do you have some ideas? What, what can an artist do to help help support the show? Well, I, I think I think a little bit is what artists can do to build their sales. Because to me, it's not it's not so much about supporting the show; it's about supporting themselves yes. and other artists to bring people right. to the event. Because that's, yes, that's to their to their gallery, if you will. So, um, I think a lot of a lot of it can be done electronically, and and then things like um, first of all, having a great website. And putting links on that website, you know, we've been trying for years to get artists to put their schedule on their website. The next step is link it, <laughs> you know, yes. link it to the show so that people can find out about the show. It's not that big a step to click the link button. Um, but link it to the show. Keep active social media. Um, if they are on social media and they're, and they're following the art festivals that they enjoy, um, like us, share stuff. I mean, they, they get all our posts. You know, take the second to like it and share it because that greatly increases our reach. And so, so if you post buyers, something on your Facebook page, they could share it on theirs. Is that what you're saying? Right. And what? Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. And wouldn't that be a great thing if they're they're from our best guests, the artists who are in our show because we go out and search them all on Facebook. Probably about 110 in a given year. So about half of the artists are. Think what would happen if we had 110 shares and likes on every post we talk about the art festival. I mean, that wow. drives huge numbers on Facebook. And so it, it, it's not a big deal. Click like or click share. Even better, click share. Uh, make mm-hmm. a comment. You know, we, we post about artists. I mean, we, we post their work, you know, so when we get closer to the show. Um, so they can do that. They can send postcards out. They can have e-postcards, e-newsletters. You know, maintain their email list. It's kind of the same thing. What would happen if all 215 of them sent out an e-newsletter that they were going to be here? I mean, what to Amazing their list? Things. <laughs> Amazing things. Amazing, Amazing things. Amazing mm-hmm. things. And, and right. I've had artists say to me, well, why would I do that? Because it promotes, it promotes other artists. Well, yeah, but artists who buy from one person buy from more people. <laughs> you know, right. it, it's like right. I bring my people in, and maybe they won't buy from me today, but the, and they'll buy from my neighbor. But maybe my neighbors' people will buy from me. <laughs> will buy from you, it's, right? So if all two hundred yeah. neighbors are pushing everybody, then just think think what the impact of that would be. And and so, we would like to really get artists to to understand that doing that is worth their time, and or or hire someone to do it because it will pay off. Yes. Now, another thing that I would like, I wish that more show I'm going to put in a plug for me, more shows would link to artfaircalendar.com because the whole purpose of that site is to bring people to attend art fairs. And I send out newsletters monthly about where the great shows are, as, as well as having this good web presence of shows that link to our site. It doesn't make me more money, but it brings it's helpful to the shows, and that's my mission to bring the people to the right. shows. So if art fairs would put, I've got all kinds of links and cute little graphic things they could put on their sites. If they would just put those on their sites, that's going to increase traffic nationwide. Maybe it's not going to help mm-hmm. the guy next door, but it's going to help some people, and it's going to, it's, it's, I'm all art fair tourism. Yes, that's what we want. How about you, Sarah? Right. What do you think artists can do to help? Well, I, mission to, I, would, uh-huh. I would concur with, with um, Sharon. Um, it's, a, a lot of it is through social, social media, and um, we, we also um, allow, we ask artists how many postcards they want that are blank um, mm-hmm. for them to send out, and we, we'll, we'll give them however many they ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we, can, we have, you know, 5,000 of those. Um, mm-hmm. So, and You're still doing the snail mail, and which is a great is which is great. It, people carry those things around. Yes, good for you. Yes. Are you still doing postcards, Sharon? We no, we're not. Uh, we used to do what 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 uh, Sarah was talking about. We probably stopped that four or five years ago, and largely because we would do it, we would do it, but largely because we didn't get requests for them. Or we uh-huh. got the response from the artist that, well, unless unless we put their artwork on the front of the card, so we had you know mm-hmm. 200 individual postcards, 
they weren't going to send it because it promoted somebody else. Somebody or else's work. Okay. If, they, if we put it, yeah, or if we put an event picture right. on it, they wouldn't send it. So we right. would go back to doing that. But but um, our experience was not with them doing right. it. And I, that's I what we did when we were doing shows. We we did not use the show postcards. We made our own postcards with our own image on it and and advertised mm-hmm. the show. So I that's I think that's pretty typical. But 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 you know it's but it's all know, worth the, it. Yes. Uh huh. The other thing is that um, I mean some artists will request like ten, and um, it's all voluntary. They don't have to we don't have to send them any. But they can sure. also put it in their in their booth when they're doing other shows. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's um, right. And they we're, do. We're we're still getting the request, so and and it's usually it's pretty steady about five thousand. It adds up to about five thousand each mm-hmm. year. People requesting cards, mm-hmm. and you print on demand, so to so to speak. We'll give it a try. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. We are running really low on time, so now it's time for best pieces of advice. You guys are veterans. You've been to lots of shows, and you've been running your own shows. So let's say we've got a new show. In fact, there's always new shows, right? And someone is doing their marketing plan. What is the best piece of advice that you would give to a new show director or or anyone? How about you, Sharon? What do you think? Mine would be do your marketing plan first. Do that first. It's a lot more fun to plan the event (laughs) and the activities (laughs) and all that. I mean, you know, a lot of people that they like playing the event. My advice is do the marketing first. Know how you're going to get the crowd there, and then plan the event, and and put some budget behind that. You can't just rely on PR. You got you got to put marketing money behind that budget, whether it's in kind because you solicited the sponsorship, or whether it's sure. you know cash cash on the table. Oh, that's a, that's a really good tip. I'm writing that one down. That might show up on my website. How about you, Sarah? <laughs> what do you think, Sarah? Um, well. I mine is a little different. Um, that um, would be to listen to artists. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When I when I first started, before I was even actually involved, I was going around um, because I just love art fairs, and I was asking the artist, you know, well, what do you think? Tell me what you're thinking. You know, how's the show? asking questions and and that sort of was has been my compass um ever since is that um to listen to artists because they are the experts and um they've been to more shows than you ever will right that's right that's right Mm -hmm. they they know the ins and outs and what works and what doesn't and not everything that artists suggest will work at our Mm -hmm. particular show but many of the things that we do are from artist suggestions because we do, a, as I'm sure Sharon does, a, a comprehensive survey. And so my one of my little slogans is, um, you talk, we listen. Mm-hmm. That's very good. See, you guys, you, uh, this, is, this is nice breath here. Okay. So that that I've got those two down, and this is going to be in my report to my boss. Oh, I guess I'm the boss. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to – so this in the last part, we've got like two minutes to talk about what artists can do to maximize sales. <laughs> two minutes. Well, this should be easy, right? There's nothing to it. Sharon, what, what, can, what can they do? Well, I think they, that they, need, to, they need to work the – the event before and after, you know, by doing all that social media, postcards, e-newsletters, all that, follow-up emails afterwards from their database, that sort of thing. Um, and the other thing that they could, think can do is be in the booth, not behind it, in their booth, and be or their tent, and be engaging with their audience. Have a good elevator speech. Have something to talk about. And, and and be out there working with, with the attendees because attendees like to buy from artists who are talking to them and and I really that makes such a huge difference. Okay. I agree Very. completely, Sharon. <laughs> um, okay. It, 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 when I walk into because one of my goals is to go to each artist booth during the two days of our show. And when I walk into an artist booth and they're sitting in the back and I identify who I am, and I just want to stop and say hello, and they don't get up, or 
offer to shake my hand. I'm thinking, okay, I wonder how they're treating customers then. Right. Um, and so I agree completely with Sharon, and engage is, is the word that I had written down um, because nobody can sell their work like they can. And uh, right. to really stress, you know, I'm the artist. I do this 100% and to tell people about the process. Um, and that can be just um, captivating. And it's, it's harder for artists who are more shy. But um, yeah. if you think of it like you're acting in a, in a play called Art Fair and you're, you have the starring <laughs> role, you know, you, you have to sometimes just push yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's and I think cute. for those that are really shy, you know, they could they can have helpers too, or a helper, yeah. or their their partner, or whoever that 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 not not partner in the sense of the artwork, but the person who's with them, that that is maybe a little bit more engaging, and they can help that, you know, not mm-hmm. in lieu of the artist, but they they can kind of help that ap- that that atmosphere and and make that more selling and and more more informative, engaging. And I wanted to, um, I had an artist one time who. You know, artists get asked sometimes a lot of the same questions about their work. And so she did, like, the top ten questions that people ask, you know, and, like, her disclaimer was, you know, honest to goodness, this these questions are true. <laughs> and uh, so she, she wrote the questions with the answer. Um, and, you know, it was funny. It was funny, and so just having something like that, or your artist statement that's busy, you know, available, um, just to uh, sort of have icebreakers on how you can start a conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. I once had an artist tell me that I said, "What, what is the worst thing about an art fair?" She said, "The beginning of a show, and I'm standing there alone in my booth." And I'm afraid no one's going to come in. Mm. She said it's terrifying every time. Oh. So, oh. yeah, that happens too. Mm-hmm. Well, this yeah. is a lot of good information. Sharon McAllister from Art Fest Fort Myers. Thank you, Sharon. I appreciate your time. And I would, I'm so impressed with your statistics. I hope Florida rocks again this winter. I do not hope we have minus 10 or 20 degree temperatures <laughs> here, but... Uh, <laughs> Thank, thank you for your time and all your hard work in uh, making this event work in Florida. And I hope you stay out in front of all the other guys because this is the real, you're the real thing. Okay. And Sarah, thank you for you and everybody in St. Joe, the Craswell people. Um, people, you know, artists love your show. They just, they love it and they love you. And your show is terrific. And everybody knows you're listening and paying attention. And I thank you. I think both of you, oh, you're like you. two of the stars of this business. And you know what? You have real art fairs, and that is what the artists are crying for. Give me an art fair. Thank you so much. Okay, that's about it for now. I'd like to thank those guests. We'll be posting information from this broadcast at artfairinsiders.com, and we welcome your comments there. You can download this free podcast at iTunes in the podcast section. Did you know, like, Art Fair Calendar, Art Fair Insiders, and iTunes? It's pretty cool, huh? You can subscribe to it, and you'll always find the information available to you at iTunes, as well as at Blog Talk Radio and Art Fair Radio. We have more interesting shows in the works with some of the nation's top show directors and artists. Larry Berman, photographer Larry Berman, and Bruce Baker will be part of our next podcast, where we'll talk about putting your best image forward with Larry's helpful information on planning your images for jeering and Bruce's ideas for looking great in your booth and sales tips. Till the next time. Visit ArtFairInsiders.com, tell your friends about us, like us on Facebook, go out, create, and have some wonderful shows. I look forward to meeting you. I will be in Portland for Art in the Pearl in about a month, so I look forward to seeing everybody there. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate your time. I can't get my theme song to play. What's going on here, guys? I know what's wrong. Okay, we're ready to sign out. Can you hear it yet? No. What's wrong with the theme song, people? There you go. All right, it's official. (laughs) Thanks, Sharon. Thank you, Sarah. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. Sharon. Thanks. Bye, Bye, Sarah.